0: Have I told you that yet? You guys look good. A good group out here. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight, we have Isaac Tafor who's going to be ministering tonight, so let's welcome him as he comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we bow our heads for a word of prayer? Tonight, we give you praise and honor you, Lord, for what you've done in our lives. We thank you for this morning's ministration. We thank you for empowering us with your word. We give you all the glory that we left here blessed, and we have entered your presence blessed. It is our prayer that may you continue to bless us, O oh God, even tonight. May we live here more than blessed. Use me as a vessel to speak for your word unto your people, and let lives be touched, let life be saved, let people be empowered, let us live here victorious. At the end of the day, we'll give you praise, in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank God for tonight, and this morning was wonderful, you know. We thank God for what he, he did through young people like us. And yeah, God, God, God does not discriminate, you know. God uses everyone who avails Himself for Him. And I believe that you have been blessed. And we are trusting Him to bless us tonight also. Amen. So tonight we'll be talking about while we wait. While we wait. So we take our scripture reading from Psalm 27 verse 14. I forgot to acknowledge Pastor David, and the pastorate of the church um, for giving us a platform to minister the word of God. God bless you so much, Pastor David, and Pastor Randin and Pastor Gina. Okay. So Psalms 27, verse 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Amen. So wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Um one one season that seems to always persist in every facet of our lives and every every stage in our life is is the waiting season it is it is part of us you know in our day to day activity in everything that we do there is always a moment of waiting and people don't like to wait you know we always want things to flow we always always want things to come us and when we need it we don't want any delays we don't want any breakages in supply we always want things to move and you know it's it's so amazing that people always wish that 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 season that that waiting season will pass away quickly or sometimes it never exists at all and in our day-to-day lives like i said when you go to the grocery shop or grocery store you have to wait after purchasing your grocery you have to go to the counter to pay and then you meet a line you have to wait till everyone is done before it's your turn and and we now have self checkouts. But even with the self checkouts nowadays, you go and you see a long line. So we wait. When you go to the hospital, you still have to wait. You know, here in the West, we are very privileged that you can even you know schedule your appointment online, or you can even call by phone, so you can reduce the waiting time. Back in Africa and so many other places, you, you don't you can't do that. You know, you just walking, and sometimes you go and you meet. A huge crowd, and you. Some people go to the hospital as early as 6 a.m. and they will come back home as late as 6 p.m. You know, so we are blessed, yeah. You know, you, you 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 go and it's it's already booked. But even with that, you still have to wait because when you go to um, Stanford, Stanford or you go to Avira, you have to go to the you know the front desk and then you tell them what you are going to do. They will check whether you've scheduled the appointment. And when they see that you've scheduled, they'll just say, wait for the nurse. So you still have to wait. When the nurse comes and then he calls your, she calls your name, you have to go to the consulting room. You have to still wait for the doctor to come in. So we wait at the hospital. A farmer will always have to wait. You know, When you plant your seeds, it does not germinate or grow overnight. Right. There is a waiting period. Right. It takes time to germinate. Even after germination, it has to go through some waiting period before there is flowering and there is fruiting. Yeah. And even with the fruit it has to ripe before you can harvest. So we, we wait. When you write an exams, you have to wait to get your results. Yeah. You know, so there is waiting. When a woman gets pregnant, she has to wait for like nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Even even for to know the gender it takes five months. Yeah. And then you have to wait till nine months, you know, before you deliver. So waiting is part of our lives. In everything that we do, there is always a season of waiting. And, and sometimes it's, it can be very daunting and very, very challenging when you are waiting because um, there are times your expectations may delay. Your expectations may tarry. And sometimes you begin to fast. You begin to feel anxious. You know, sometimes you begin to fear. And sometimes you become even discouraged. And sometimes it gets to a point where you begin to even doubt God, whether his promises are even true. So waiting... It's, it's difficult. There's a story I heard, I read about um, a young child, a three-year-old girl, who just started preschool, and you know she enjoyed all her time at home, so she didn't like to go to school. The first few months in school was very difficult for her, so you know she wake up in the morning and on Monday, always anticipating weekends, days, holidays, days that she will not go to school, and then she keeps asking her mom, when I when is when are we going to have weekends? When are we going to have holidays? And then the mom will tell her that it's just Monday. You have about five more full days. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, before you get, you know, a break. And then she say, Okay. And then she goes to school, come back in the evening, Monday evening, and still so ask her mom when? Are we going to have you know and this continues Tuesday morning and it continues. And the the, the the problem is that, you know, it is hard for her because of her age to really understand the waiting period. You know, because of her age and because of how young she is, she has limited knowledge about time. And and when I bring it to the context of we believers, the context of children of God, it, it happens to us, you know, because we are we are limited about God's timing. Because um, our will is not the will of God, because His ways are far away from our ways, because His timing is different from our timing. The Bible says that a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day before Him. So, so we don't understand, we can't comprehend, like, this, like that little girl. And because of that, we feel very frustrated when things are not working. And sometimes, the promises of God concerning our life may seem like it's taking forever to manifest. But I want to tell you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. In our waiting, while we are waiting, you know, God is not just quiet. God is actually working on our behalf. So let's have that hope and let's let's have that trust in God, you know. No one wants to wait. Um, And sometimes, especially when you, you don't even have a guarantee that what you are waiting for will be possible. It even, you know, breaks your heart. It even makes it very difficult Recently, I think I showed my, the email to Pastor Randin. Recently, I, I applied for a research um, scholar travel award. So I applied for a conference actually in 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 October last year, and my abstract was was accepted, you know, and then I needed to you know get money for the conference that would be that was held in just this past uh, month, and what actually encouraged me to still go for the conference is that. Just when they accepted my abstract, I received another email that had been selected for SciMix. And normally for that conference, SciMix like represents like exceptional abstracts that, you know, were submitted for the conference. So they pull all exceptional abstract presenters together for the conference. And I realised that it was a very like good opportunity for me, you know. I've been selected as one of the best to compete with one of the compete with their best. So I, I really needed money to go for this conference. And I read out to my department, and I told them that I've gotten my abstract, I've been accepted, and I'm going for this conference. Normally, they, they support. Okay? But this was a national conference, and it said their budget was not enough, so I should be looking for funding elsewhere. And then I, I spoke to my, my, my advisor you know, to help me out. And at the time, she had applied for grants which had not been accepted, so there was no funds. So I had to reach out and then, you know, submit some applications to uh, funding agencies. So I I submitted an application to NIH, so they sponsor cancer research, like conferences for cancer research. And when I sent sent an email to the secretariat, and they sent me an email, they replied by saying that, oh, the timing is not good, they've exhausted all their monies, and moreover, there are so many people who also need the travel award, so they don't think it's going to be successful. But I can still apply anyway, you know. And there was no guarantee, but some way, somehow, somebody just wanted me to still apply, you know. And I applied. And then in February, they told me that well, unfortunately, you know, everything has been used up, so I should be looking for money elsewhere. In the meantime, I was still praying for my professor to get her grant. So when she gets her money. She can also support me, you know. And it's good for Christians to be praying for our superiors, to be praying for our employers. It's really, it works. God really moves in that. And around February, she had received good news that her grant has been approved by NIH, but the money had not been released. So it was still, like, difficult for me. And two weeks to the to the conference date, she told me her money has been released, and now she has money for my travel, you know, and then NIH reaches out to me again that, hey, Isaac, I have good news for you. Do you still need a travel grant? And I said, yes, I need it, you know, because I needed more money for that. But, you see, what they told me earlier on, you know, didn't give me any guarantee. It didn't give me any hope, you know. And, and sometimes when there is no guarantee and there is no hope, you, you feel like you are God has let you down. Especially when I had to pay for my own application, you know, why will I have to pay when I know that I'm not going to get any support anyway to go for the conference? So sometimes when there is no assurance, when there is no guarantee, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. It is really difficult. But God wants to let us know that in that waiting period, He's still working on our behalf. And it may sound as if that. It may sound as if there is no hope. It may sound as if it is tiring. It may sound as if there is no light at the end of the tunnel, but God is actually, you know, working. You know, so sometimes we become very impatient, sometimes we become very discouraged, and then we even wonder if God cares. And this can apply to anything we are waiting on for from God. And and we begin to doubt God and begin to doubt the promises of God. You know, when you, when you read Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, I just said it, like, hope the fed makes the heart sick, but the longing A longing fulfilled is a tree of life. When you read other versions, it says that expectations delayed make the heart sick. You know, this morning we heard of um, Sylvia's um, testimony. You know, she said she she schooled in Costa Rica and her time was almost due. You know, she was supposed to leave by November and she had applied to schools hoping that something would come out you know, out of her applications and nothing was happening. Victoria, sorry. Nothing was happening. And you know, she, she kept trusting God until a point where she began to even have migraine. You know. She she was feeling sick, you know, because she's been waiting and nothing is coming out, you know. So during the waiting period is really, really difficult. It's really really challenging. And and sometimes if we if we if we don't take time, we fall sick. There are, there are people who even have insomnia, they are not able to sleep. There are people who are not even able to eat. People fall sick, people even lose their best part of their personality. People who are bubbly, people who are joyous, all of a sudden they become grumpy, they become, you know, mean. And then they become angry at any small event, you know, any small situation. It pisses them off, you know. And that is how waiting can be, you know. It can change who you are. If your hope and your faith is still not, you know, in in God. So so waiting is difficult. And when, when a believer gets to that stage, the devil becomes happy. Because the devil knows that, oh, you are a loser. You have accepted the situation. You have lost your faith in God. You are not trusting in God any longer. So I have won. You know, in First John 5, 4, our personality as believers are, is, is a personality of overcom- overcomers. We are always overcome, you know. And, and, and God doesn't want Satan to see us in that state. The Bible says that for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So when, when you wait and then your faith, you know, dwindles and your faith is lost, you know, you have lost the battle because the enemy becomes happy over you. But tonight I want to tell you that delay is not denial. When, when it seems as if it is not working, when it seems as if it has tarried too long, it does not mean that God has denied you. It does not mean that God is not working behind the scene. It does not mean that you have been left alone by God. But God is actually cooking something up for you. God is actually working out something for you. You know, in 2 Peter 3 9, the Bible says something that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness. So it means that our understanding of what is slow, our understanding of what is what is what is delay, is actually different from what God, you know, understands. You know, our understanding is very different from God. Instead, he's patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So, so God's definition of, of, of delay is different from man. Because for you, you want it to be quickly cooked. You want it to quickly, you know, work out for you. Sometimes you don't even think about the aftermath. Around that particular time or in that particular season. But God has everything calculated. He knows when it is good for you. He knows the time that is right for you. He knows when... He gives you that blessing, the time or the season when He gives you that blessing, that there will be no other, you know, problems associated with it. For us, we want a quick fix, but God has a different plan, and His plan is always good. Bible says that He knows the plan He thinks towards us, not of evil, but good, and to, to give us a future and a hope. So that is the plan for us, for plan of God for us, and He always keeps His promises. You know, He always keeps His promises. Bible says that He's faithful. In the book of Deuteronomy seven. He said that he wants us to know that he's a faithful God. You know, he exists, he's a faithful God, and he keeps his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. So no matter what you are waiting for, no matter what you are praying about, that seems, you know, to, to delay. I want you to understand that if it is the will of God, if it is what God wants for you, it can never, you know, be cut off. The Bible says that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. God shall always give us the desires of our hearts, you know. And His promises in Him are yes and amen. So we, we just have to trust God and not, and not go ahead of God, you know, and wait patiently for Him. And wait patiently for Him. When you look at Genesis chapter 3 and you look at the story of um, Adam and Eve, you know, God gives them, you know, so many blessings and gives them, a, gives them a command not to touch that tree, you know, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, they were seeing that tree. And I'm sure they saw the fruits on that tree. And I'm sure that it was desirable in their eyes. But God had told them not to touch it. Yeah. You know, but they compromised. And they only compromised at the point where Satan, you know, came to make them believe that God didn't have any good intentions for them. You know, when he came in and told him that God said that, take of this, don't take of this fruit. And he was telling them it's a lie because God doesn't want you to be like him. You know, all that he was trying to tell them indirectly is that God does not have any good intention for you. And, and that is what happens when we are in the waiting period. The devil begins to whisper, whisper so many things, you know, to our minds, to our souls. He begins to tell us so many things. And he begins to tell us that, oh, if God really loves you, would he leave you in this situation? You know, and then you begin to doubt God. And just when you doubt God, you are compromised. And you are not able to achieve the blessings that God has in store for you. So I want you to understand that while we wait, have this understanding that God has, you know, best interest, your best interest in his mind. While you wait, God actually cares for you. While you wait for that prayer to be answered. While you wait for that door of opportunity to open. While you wait for that paperwork to go through. While you wait for... That, that disease to go away while you wait to receive the doctor's report. While you wait, I don't know what you are waiting on. But no matter the situation, while you wait, one thing you should understand is that God cares for you. God cares for you while you wait. In First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, the Bible makes us to understand that God genuinely cares for us. He said, I cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So God really cares for us. God really cares for us. One thing, one thing we should also know while we wait is that God is actually working while we wait. God is working. You know, waiting can be very uncomfortable. And, and, and most often, sometimes as believers, we can hear the voice of God in so many situations. But mostly when we are in that time of waiting, when things seem not to be working, most often it seems as if God is silent. Those are the times and those are the seasons. We, 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 we hardly hear the voice of God. And then sometimes we mistaken it to be that God has deserted us. But that is not it. You know, the, the fact that you, go, you feel like God is silent doesn't mean there is inactivity. God is actually active. God is actually working. God is actually cooking something out for you and I. So, so, so in, in, in his silence, he's still working. And he wants to make everything beautiful in his time. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, the Bible says that he made everything beautiful in his time. He made everything beautiful in his time. So he's working while we are waiting, you know, and he's working circumstances to our favor. I like this story in the book of Esther. Esther chapter 6, verse 1 to 11. It seems long, but it's very interesting. You know, I'll, I'll quickly read through that. That night, the king could not sleep. So he ordered the, the book of the chronicles, the record of his reign, to be brought in and, in and read to him. It was found recorded there that Mordecai had exposed Bictana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. What honor and recognition has Mordecai received for this? The king asked. Nothing has been done for him, his attendant answered. The king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman had just entered the outer court of the palace to speak to the king about impaling Mordecai on the pool he had set up for him. His, his attendants answered, "Haman is standing out, in, standing in the court. Bring him in." The king ordered. When Haman entered, the king asked him, "What should be done for the man the king delights to honor?" Now Haman thought to himself, "Who is there that the king would rather honor than me?" <laughs> hmm. So he, so he answered the king. For the man the king delights to honor, have them bring a royal robe the king has worn and a horse the king has ridden, one with a royal crest placed on its head. Then let the robe and, the, and horse be entrusted to, entrusted to one of the king's most noble princes. Let them robe the man the king delights to honor and lead him on the horse through the city streets, proclaiming before him, this is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. Go at once, the king commanded Haman. Get the robe and the horse and do just as you have suggested to Mordecai the Jew, who sits at the king's palace, the king's gate. Do not neglect anything you have recommended. So Haman got the robe and the horse. He, ro- he robed Mordecai and led him on horseback through the city streets, proclaiming before him, This is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. This is this is also awesome been very interesting, you know, and, and 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 this makes me really, you know, get amazed about the works of God, you know. It makes me understand that no matter the situation, God is actually working things out for our good, you know. This story most of us have heard before, you know. We 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 read the story of of the king, King Zexes, who is not able to sleep, you know. And it was because God was actually working something in the favor of Mordecai. And, and when you read scripture, like the preceding chapter, the chapter 5, the Bible talks about the fact that all night Haman had not slept. He was actually setting up gallows, you know, for Mordecai and, and to annihilate the people, the, the Jewish people. And he was ready for this task. And then around that same time, you know, God was not making the king sleep the king had spiritual ins- insomnia. You know, he, he he couldn't sleep. God was pressing it on his heart that there is somebody he needs to reward. You know, when you look at it carefully, the Bible says that he wakes up, you know, asks for the book of the Chronicles, and I believe that it contains all the things that have happened in his era. You know, nations that are supposed to pay tributes to him, battles he have won, people who have done good things, you know, for him and the nation and all that. And he keeps on reading and I'm sure it's supposed to be like a sleeping tablet for him to help him sleep. But he chances on something that strikes his, his attention. He realizes that someone had, you know, saved his life. And he had not done anything for this person. And this was quite um, strange because the Persian, you know, empress were known for rewarding people who, were, had, who, who did good deeds, people who were of, you know, Benefit to society. They, they publicly, you know, rewarded them. And it was so funny that for a long time, upon everything that Mordecai had done, he had not been rewarded. And I believe that Mordecai would, would be waiting on God, praying. When would the king remember me? You know, I'm sure he would have said, oh, why why, 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 why has God you know, rejected me? Why has God neglected me? These good deeds I have done. Everybody seems to be rewarded by the Persian emperor. What about me? You know, but God wanted something to happen in a particular season. You know, and, and I believe that if the king had rewarded him earlier, it would have been a past situation. And Haman would have prevailed on the king you know, to, to destroy the Jewish people. But God wanted the honoring time to happen around the time that Haman had planned to kill the people of the Jews. So that it cancels out any negative thing that he wanted to do. And, and, and that is why I say that God always works behind the scenes. And his timings are very different from our timings. And you know how the story goes. You know, he's ready, you know, to, to, to talk to the king about Mordecai and the people of the Jews for them to be killed and all that. And I'm sure unusually he went to the palace very early because the king was not able to sleep. And he goes there very early in the morning, you know, wanting to seek favor to kill the people of the Jews. But something happened. The king wanted to reward, you know, uh, Mordecai. And you, you heard what happened. He thought he was the one going to be rewarded. He said all those nice things. And eventually he was the one who rather robed Mordecai and had to make sure Mordecai is praised in the city. And, and it tells us that God is actually working behind the scenes. So I don't know what you are, what you are going through. I don't know the face you have got into in your waiting. I want to tell you that God is still working. God is still orchestrating things in our favor. God is causing circumstances, you know, to work in your favor. just yes, as he did for, for Mordecai. So we, we, we have to trust God that, that his timing is always perfect. He's never ahead of time. He's never before time. You know, he's always on time. All he needs from us is to trust him in the waiting season. All he needs is to deeply trust in him. And he shall fulfill every promise he has concerning us. And and one thing I also want us to know, apart from the fact that while we wait, God is working, is that you know while we are waiting, He prepares our skills. He prepares our abilities while we are waiting. You know, when you look at the story of David, the Bible says that according to scholars, the Bible didn't talk about his age, but according to scholars, the Bible says that he the scholars say that he was probably anointed by Samuel at around age of fifteen, you know at a very young age, to become king. You remember the time where he went to the house of Jesse and all Jesse's children were paraded and he didn't bless any of them and blessed, um, you know, David. He was around 15 years. It was a promise of God. He was anointed king. But it took him to be king at age 10 years. So there was this 15-year gap. And I believe that at that time, if it was anyone, he would be wondering, is, is the promises of God true? Has what God said concerning my life, you know is it going to come to pass? Am I still trusting in god and it it wasn't It wasn't that he was just there and not facing any troubles until age thirty. He was going through a lot you know he 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 was nearly killed by the king, he had to run away as a fugitive, you know living in caves, going through all these torments and all these struggles. you know at that point in time, anyone would be broken. Anyone would begin to doubt the promises of God. But he still held on to the promises of God. You know, God, you know, took him through all these 15 years to build him up. You know, Bible, Bible said that he found favor before Saul, and he ended up in Saul's palace where he was playing harp for Saul. And I believe that at that time, God wanted him to learn about kingship. Even though it was taking a bit, you know, it was taking long, but he was still learning how to become a king. Because he was a shepherd boy. God wanted to train him indirectly in the palace. So that when he becomes king, he'll be able to rule the people well. You know, at a point in time, he, he, he lost favor before Saul. And he had to run away into the bushes, living in caves and all that. The Bible says that there was a cave called Adullam, And the Bible said that all the people who were dejected, all the people who were not happy with Saul, all the people who, you know, had issues, you know, people, Israelites who had problems. Bible said that they all came to him in that cave. And I believe that God wanted him to bond with the people. God wanted him to know how the masses felt. God wanted him to know the the, the predicaments they faced. So that when he becomes king, he will know how to relate with the people. All these things were happening, you know, behind the scene. You know, I always say that, and Pastor Dave will always say that, the enemy is the one who brings troubles. But God, you know, works out things for our good. You know, so even though, the devil was tormenting Saul and using Saul, you know, against him, God was actually building him up. So, 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 in our waiting, God wants to build us up. In our waiting, God is preparing us. So, we need to learn so many lessons in our waiting. We need to learn endurance. We need to learn patience. We need to learn perseverance. He, 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 he prepares us whilst, whilst we wait, you know. And, and I believe that it is, it is, you know, he killed his first his first um, enemy with, with, with a sling and, 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 and five pebbles. You know? But I believe that as he learned you know, later on in life, he was not using you know, pebbles and sling for, for battle. He had learned how to use a sword. And these were things that God was taking him through. These were things that God was actually helping him know. And when you read Psalm 144 verse 1, he says that, Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. So God prepared him God, you know, equipped him throughout the waiting period. He made him a better man who was fit for the task that God had prepared ahead of him. So let's know that in our waiting, God is still with us. In our waiting, he still cares for us. You know, it it may take long. It it, It may look as if it has delayed. But God is still working behind the scenes. God is, you know, equipping us and preparing us for a massive blessing. You know, so let's, let's keep trusting God. Let's, let's keep holding on to God. Let's keep you know, trusting in his name. There is power in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and he's saved. So let's continue to dwell in his presence while we wait. And let's not allow you know, the, the delays you know, to make us doubt God. Let us trust God. Some time ago I was sharing with Pastor Dave that I remember when I completed college, you know, for me, I had wanted to do my, my PhD, my graduate studies at a very early stage. Once I finished my, my, my college, that year when I was in my national service, I wrote GRE. It was a good score. I applied to some schools. I didn't get my schools, you know. I got some schools in Europe. I didn't have any funding. I remember I used to cry. I wept a lot because you get school, no funding, no support, you have to let it go and keep applying, you know. But through all those phases, I believe that God was preparing me. At a point, I had to work as a researcher somewhere, build my skills and all that, and still had the PhD in mind, you know. So I started my master's, and then I applied for the PhD. And fortunately, I got a PhD. And I feel like that waiting period, you know, the skills I got whilst researching has come in handy in my PhD studies, PhD can be very difficult. It can be very challenging. Experiments are sometimes very difficult to work. But I feel like I've been prepared for this. I've been really prepared. for. It. My, my, my professor deals with me as a postdoc student, not as a PhD student, because he thinks that I am well prepared for this. And I believe that all those times of waiting, God was actually preparing me. So, so God has a plan for us. In the waiting, let's, let's, let's just hold on to him. Let's just trust in him. And let's know that his plans and his purposes for our lives will definitely come to pass. No amount of work the enemy does to oppose us will stand. So let's be hopeful in God. Let's trust in him. And while we wait, let's know that he's cooking up something for us. Tonight, this is the word God wants me to share with you, that while you wait, he's working out something for you. While you wait, he's preparing you for something great. While you are waiting, you know, he cares for you. So don't forget that he loves you. May the Lord bless us tonight for his word. And it is my prayer that if there is any need on your heart, it is my prayer that if there is any request you have, you know, presented to God for a long time, that you are looking forward to answers. May God, through his word tonight, meet you at a point of need. May God expedite, you know, his blessings in your life. May God, you know, push you to that blessing that he has in store for you. May the Lord give us testimonies before we even leave this place. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus name. Amen. 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 I richly bless you. Amen. Amen. If anyone needs prayer, yeah. I richly bless you for coming. Amen.